really glad that no one has to hear that besides me because it's bullshit. I don't like that noise. That's that... so mean. I say I serenade you before every episode, and you say it's bullshit. That's just mean. Are you like a whippoorwill or something? Oh yeah. Let's. What are we doing? Blow now. I got to breathe. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, please, please breathe. If you don't, it's going to be bad news bears for, well, really just you. I was going to say everybody, but pretty much just you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breathing is overrated. Who needs it, right? Not dead people. <laughs> I was trying to get the, uh, the tenet, but that actually worked better. Sorry, dead people. Inappropriate. Oh, man. That's totally inappropriate. What's wrong with you? That was a terrible joke you just made. Um, let me get this shit up here. The computer is stupid and takes forever. Okay, Apple, I've got a bone to pick with you. Why does it take 10 minutes for like stuff to turn back on after it's been dead and you plug it back in? What is that shit? It is 2021. Fix that shit, Apple. Other than that, you're great. Um, uh, so should I say, is it 101 or do I say 101? Just one. That's what we're talking about. No, it's episode 101. We're in the triple digits, man. Like what's up? We're in the triple digits last episode. uh, It starts. It's already starting. No, but like, do I, do I say just like 101, 102 or do I go like 101? You can say 101. Yeah. 101 just sounds too much. So welcome to episode 101. I'm your host, Austin Proctor. That is your other host, Gabrielle Proctor. I um, Last time I introduced you on the last episode, I said Gabrielle Platt. Sorry if that was confusing, everybody. That We're used, still married. That used to be her name. I don't know why I said that. I just got confused, somebody apparently. Somebody you used to know. Somebody. It's, it's, it is nice, though, because your initial did not change. So you're welcome for and that. And I straight up don't sign my signature any other way. I mean, I couldn't even tell what it was. There's letters in there. There's less letters than there used to be. It's very aggressive and it looks very professional because my signature changes every time I sign something. So if someone's ever going to try to compare my signature in like a case of forgery, it's not going to work because (laughs) my hand, it's different every time. It happens to the best of us. Oh, goodness. Um, Well, it is officially summer. When does summer officially start? Is it it July? Um, I I think it's in May. No. Are we that late? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when does summer start are you googling that right now um okay june 20 all right we're not that far off june 20th it's th- today is june 29th we're not that far off we're like a week better off. fucking question when does summer end september 22nd sweet God. oh that's my. i mean in florida it pretty much starts in about april and ends at about mm, march november <laughs> Yeah, it, November really It ends though. on my brother's birthday. Yeah, so uh, going forward for the next couple episodes, at least I think so, trying to do like a summer vibe, you know, like these two movies are definitely like summer themed. One's at, one's at a camp, one is at a vacation destination. So to kick off July, we're doing, and, and summer, even though I guess that was technically last week, but we're, fuck it, we're doing it live. Um, so we're doing some summer type themed horror and then uh, later in the month, me and Spencer will be doing some more like like, like aquatic summer. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good month. It's going to be fun. You look v- extremely bored, though. 
I'm listening. Okay. Question mark. So, uh, yeah, we've we've got you know I'm not changing the formula formula yet formula, formula, formula yet. One. Usually we'll do that at the beginning of the year, but um, yeah, we've got two uh, two wildly different movies that we picked. Same kind of vibe with, you know, like I said, summer and, you know, tropical or not tropical, um, like hot and shit outside. But they are two completely different movies. What One about lo- summer love? Summer love. Happens so fast. Down, 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 down. That's Take My Breath Away. <laughs> summer loving is a Grease song. Those are, those are two different things. It's the same thing. Okay. Wasn't John Travolta in both of those though? Wasn't he in Grease and and uh, what was he? In Top Gun? No, no, no. he wasn't no, no, no. in Top Gun. That's from Top Gun. Yeah, that's the um, saucy motorcycle riding. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. What am I thinking of? Hey, hey, Lover Boy. What's that one? Oh, Lover Boy. The Dirty Dancing. Yeah, he was in that. John Travolta was not in that. The fuck? What am I, what am I thinking of? There's another dancing movie besides Grease. I swear to God. He was the mom in Hairspray. No, he was, what? Yeah, he was the mom in Hairspray. I'm telling you, because we just talked about a movie. Carrie, we talked about that. Were you talking, oh, you're talking about um, Saturday Night Fever? I thought it was Dirty Dancing. Uh, no. Are you sure? Yeah. How much do you want to... Bet that it's not Patrick Swayze. Oh, Saturday Night Fever. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad so there's we, two of those. I'm so glad we settled that. Hold on. There's a, there's another one to go with that. So that might have been the one you were thinking of. I can't. What are you saying? John Trevor. This is this makes great. Uh, Look, we're doing important podcasting. stuff over here. There's Saturday Night Fever, and then there was a sequel to that. Um, or maybe that was the sequel. I don't know. I didn't see them. I didn't particularly care. Sunday morning sickness? Huh? Uh, no. No? Okay. No, that was not the title. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Is that the song from that movie? Um. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. I have absolutely no idea. Night. Oh, it was Urban Cowboy, so not that. Okay. Not that at all. Not even, not even close. Yep. Wow. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm kind of upset because... We're not going to be able to go see The Purge this weekend because we're going on vacation. I mean, I'm I'm like I'm obviously happy we're going on vacation, but it's like the first it's like the first movie since horror movies started coming back out. Like we haven't gone to see opening weekend, so I'm kind of sad. We can see it next weekend. Can we though? I don't see why we couldn't. Oh man, then we should talk about the first couple of Purge movies. I'll write it down. I'll notate it. Um, but yeah, that's actually coming out this weekend, The Forever Purge. And if you have not seen the trailer or even heard that it was coming out uh you should go check it out uh because it actually looks really awesome i believe me and spencer mentioned this but essentially it's like what happens if the purge people were like fuck that i'm still gonna kill you even though the uh the bell is rung which honestly that sounds like a kind of a fresh new idea because it's definitely gotten kind of stale um, and it definitely uh vibes on um People coming after the more wealthy people who really don't get affected by the purge unless they want to be. That's true. Yeah. So that actually looks pretty freaking awesome. I'm excited to to see that. But yeah, again, we will not be able to as we will be on vacation. We'll um, be busy having fun. Be doing summer things. Summer. Floating on rafts and drinking alcohol. Um, Riding rides. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. So yeah, what's going to happen is I'm not going to skip a week because I told myself and you guys, that I would not skip a week because we skipped so much last year due to COVID. So me and Spencer are going to do 
a uh, kind of a uh, like impromptu episode in like two days, and then that'll be released uh, next week. So hell yeah, no gaps in this in this year. Mm. Unless of course something comes up while we're moving in a couple no, months. Make it work. Make it. Make. I'll make do. I'll make it happen. Oh man, you know in two days we're gonna say hey we're moving next month. Yeah, I don't want to move. Don't move in summer, guys. Already did that once. Hire movers. That's what we're saying. I mean, it's still going to suck. It's going to be hot as shit. If you know Florida, if you've been here or you live here, it's hot as shit. That's true. So hot. We should probably get to the movies. I mean, I don't know how much you're going to talk about your movie because not much to say about it. So I'm trying to just, you know, uh, get some time going here. That's all. But whatever. I guess so. If you want to get to your movie, you. Oh, wait, no. We're going to do your movie first. We're doing my movie first and put them in the right Back in order. Or do you want to do yours? I don't care. We can do mine first. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then I guess since you're done talking, go ahead and get into it. So um, my movie is a classic summer slasher. So could you sound a little bit more excited? Um, and I think that's all that really needs to be said. Uh, kind of <laughs> encapsulates the whole plot right there. Should I say more? Dead air. <laughs> I asked you a question. The dead air is because you didn't answer. Yes, I, say it. Oh, God. Okay, so the movie we're talking about, well, I'm talking about, not you. You can talk about a different movie, is Club Dread. It is rated R. and I will fight you, sir. Um, It's rated <laughs> R, shockingly. It's a runtime of an hour and 44 minutes, released on February 27th, 2004, when both of us would have been too young to see it. Mm, yep. Without a, an adult supervision, yeah, three Which years too young. I Actually, don't think either of our parents would have taken us to see this film. So. Technically, four years too young because I hadn't turned fourteen then. So yeah, I was I was four years turned away. Turned into a vampire. Um, it is a comedy horror mystery directed by Jay Chandrasekhar. What he said. Um, who also directed Super Troopers. So if you've seen Super Troopers, you already know the vibe of this film. You've also probably seen this because I've noticed if you're a fan of Super Troopers, you're going to watch anything on that. Vein. Well, you know, Broken Lizard is like the production company and they it's it's like Adam Sandler and his ragtag group of guys. If you see if you see an Adam same Sandler, guys in it's every movie. pretty much the same guy, you know, small role or big role. But yeah, it's pretty, you know, so you, you've got, you know, the, the typical cast in here like Farva, whatever his name is. In yeah, in real life. <laughs> so um, this is starring Elena Lyons as Stacy. She's been on a lot of TV shows, um, including uh, It's Always Sunny. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, and uh, not a lot of other movies. Um, she was in White Chicks. I oh, do okay. know that. She was one of the snotty other um, girls that they uh, were up against. Um Dan Montgomery Jr. as Rolo. He has 11 acting credits and has hasn't done anything else notable. Sad day. Yeah, sorry, dude. Tanja Reichart. 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 I know some of the you know some of these names. You just gotta kind of guess your way through it. As Kelly, she was also in Scary Movie as Miss Congeniality. Um, Nate Faxon as Manny. He was also in The Way Way Back as Roddy. And Michael Weaver as Roy. He was also in Ouija Origin of Evil as Roger Zander and Bill Paxton as the broken. Uh, sorry. Coconut it's, Pete. It's Coconut Pete. Um, and if you don't know who Bill Paxton is, you haven't seen Twister and you need to get your head out of your ass. Or, or I mean, other. His, Twister. 
yes, I understand. We get it. But also he's in like so much other stuff than just Twister. So, But also Twister. Oh, I swear to God. And the Broken Lizard guys are also all in there as well. It's the uh, it's the cast you know. You've seen Super Troopers. You know who's in this movie. Um, I thought that said billion. Jesus. Yes. Billion. <laughs> Budget. $8.6 billion. Uh, no one knows how they secured this money. Um, we assume through drugs. No, it's $8.6 million. Grossed seven point six million. So close, guys. This so is close. what she would call a wah wah flop. So now you're not going to hit the button. No, we're not going to be that podcast that just every once in a while for comedic effect they're funny. Well, you already started at a, today. I don't see what the problem is. We're I can't remember which. I it's should the put blue button. Should, no, it's green. It's blue. It's green. Then what's the blue button do? It's I'm telling you, it's not ready. This is the blue button. Spooky. All right. So um, oh, movies that came out around the same time. Barbershop 2, Back in Business. Dagon. The Passion of the Christ, which is the only movie anyone was talking about. Probably. Uh, Eurotrip, Hidalgo, Starsky and Hutch, Agent Cody Banks 2, Destination London. I forgot they made a sequel to that. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that movie existed. I was like, oh, I'm throwing that shit in there. Dawn of the Dead. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. I have seen two of these movies. Oh, three. Sorry. Starsky and Hutch and Hidalgo. A lot of, uh, again, uh, this happened last time we did, uh, when we did movies. Um, a lot of sequels. Yeah, a lot of twos this year. A lot of deuces. Yep. Um, body count, 14. Yeah, I do believe that is accurate. It's kind of hard to tell at some points. Um because they're well, as always, it's either, it's weird because some movies that we review either have no killing or they have a lot of killing and it's hard to keep up or it's, I don't know. So I do do my do my best on these goddamn body counts. I swear. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it is actually a what horror moments. I was gonna get to that. Oh, it's not that. It's not like you were going straight into the. I was sorry. when I, I was gonna talk about it while I was talking about the plot. <sighs> Breaking okay. protocol. Let me talk about it. Okay, God. Okay, so like I said, it is a pretty standard um, summer slasher. Um, a bunch of it's a it's Paradise Island, where all these people come to this um, pleasure island. Pleasure island. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Jesus. So, um, pleasure island, where um, a bunch of twenty somethings come to a beach with a bunch of twenty somethings as the staff there. That's all wildly attractive and always in bikinis and uh, no shirts if they're guys, obviously. Um, <laughs> and the whole entire island is themed around what is essentially a Jimmy Buffett knockoff. Mm-hmm. And um, so, while a few of the uh, Staff members go off into the woods. They are attacked by a masked figure, and um, which had one of my favorite horror movie moments in there because one of the uh, girls in the opening gets decapitated, but the uh, camera roll like the um, cameras from her point of view. It stays with her head, so it rolls around as it um, her body falls down and her head f- uh, falls to the ground. Flops over. Yeah. So I thought that was a really fun idea. Um. So at first, it's a lot of partying and people screwing around. And uh, I will say we both agreed that uh, some of the comedy in the film did not age well. It was very early 2000s, very um, biased against random groups of people, which was super awkward and a lot of dick jokes. 
Yeah, um, definitely some homophobia in there. Some racism. Which, look, it's so weird because you look back on it. Because when you went through it at that age, for some reason, I'm not saying it was right. It just felt normal. You know what I mean? Like, like it was just like, okay to say. It was trendy, so it didn't seem as right. bad as it as it really was. Yeah, so it just, no one really batted an eye at it too much. Now you go back on it, you're like, ooh, man, that is really poor taste. Yeah, that did not age well. Everybody's had to have that talk with somebody at some point saying, hey, this is... you got to stop calling things gay. Yeah. It's just rude and offensive. And you really, there are other words to say to go with what you mean. Yeah, so looking back on it, yeah. It's just kind of sad that those vic- some movies fall victim to that. You're like, ah, this is part of the times, but also that's, those are bad parts of that time. Yeah, for sure. It's that and the weird um, trend in early 2000s movies where um, guys really had to be ag- aggressively mean to each other to prove their own masculinity. Super yeah, weird. Yeah, toxic masculinity in this was a little, you know, was there as well, where you just have to like, I, I have the bigger penis. You're like, all right. Yeah, if we ever we um, discuss we, we uh, Cursed at any point on this, uh, that movie gets... We hit. are. Oh, okay. You pick, remember, you picked that one to do on the upcoming episodes. That movie... So, spoiler s- alert. Uh, extremely heavy on the toxic masculinity. Oh, You're like, boy. whoa, there's a lot happening here. <laughs> but, anywho. So, um, it kind of starts out like a standard slasher. You know, the people go out into the woods. They get attacked um, by a masked villain. And so a few more people die. Is no one, Everybody else is blissfully unaware of all this is happening. The other staff members are like, oh, I guess they're running. They ran off and they're screwing around in the woods. Um, or I guess the forest. I don't know what you call it on an island. Um, tropical... Uh, Mm, fo- uh, foliage <laughs> foliage yeah tropical foliage the screwing around in the tropical foliage uh and at first it all kind of seems like um everyone's getting picked at random the targets are um i think the the fun twist to this though as as they're going along and they they throw so many red herrings in which which was fun because they they really want you to have absolutely no idea who the bad guy is they make it possible for it to literally be anybody um the uh staff eventually does figure out that people are dying and um once they do they it is revealed to them um through a staff name board that the killer is going after the staff specifically and they're trying to figure out who it is without alerting the guests because the killer has sent all the boats away, so there is no way to get off the island. Oh man, that's a that's gonna run a parallel to the. I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah, you know what? That, I didn't think about that either. That's, that's funny. Like, that's like directly parallel to the movie I picked. That's hilarious. Yeah. So um, it is all pretty standard. Uh, there's not any like huge, crazy, mind blowing. Um, twists or turns that i mean they the niche on this one would be that um with a lot of these horror slasher movies they are usually going for um anybody or they're going after someone specific um but it's usually like the campers and uh in this instance they're going after the actual um employees yeah yeah the staff this time which which was a fun twist um because then you know exactly who the targets can be. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there, I don't want to give a what? <laughs> We're at like 20 minutes. You can't already be done. 
Why? Because you throw me off when you say okay. stuff like so, I'm, that. I'm sorry. Sorry. We, I just didn't realize it was going to be that quick. I don't know. I was just saying I don't I'm not going to um, say who the bad guy is because well, really, no. really, there's literally no way to know ahead of time who it is. Um, but they do have some fun suspects. You have your um, they have a new masseuse on the island, which they introduce everybody in the opening. Uh, very um, classic uh, 90s horror slasher movies where they kind of do the freeze frame on each of the characters and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, they did do that. Like uh, like they did in the faculty. Um and uh, you have a new masseuse who's in town, and he has magic fingers, but is also super obsessed with Bill Paxton's character because he's a huge, what do they call it, like a coconut head? Well, yeah, because Jimmy Buffett's uh, followers are parrot heads. So, so yeah. I, I guess you call him a coconut head, Yeah, which is just kind of funny. Um, you've got this really random British guy who... Um, has really aggressive dreads. That, oh, that's that's Jay Chandrasekhar. Yeah, and yeah. his uh, his dreads look so fake in that. I thought they look pretty. I thought they look pretty. Uh, pretty swanky, man. Is that the right word? Swanky. Is that is that right? I don't know. Swanky. Because I don't know what word you're going for. Um, and well, then, <laughs> funny enough, it does say uh, swanky coconut Pete's uh, beach resort. So I that tracks. His hair. His hair was swanky. There Boom. you go. Swanky. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't know. Um. You've got the cliff diving um, instructor who um, has also bonded with the extremely weird, overly attached uh, guest on the island. Who and that's his name is Juan. Maybe isn't it um, the, the guy with guy? the really gr- small shorts? The speedos, yeah. The entire movie too. Yeah. Like I know we're on a beach, but bro, he's doing your. Classic Latina uh, stereotype there. We like again, like we said, there were some weird stereotypes floating about, like the only uh, floating about. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. Um, and then uh, I do like the whole bit where the girl he. Uh, that's kind of stalking him around the island. Her name is Penelope, but uh, he won't stop calling her Penelope. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Do you want to say anything about the movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always got opinions on shit. We should all know this by now. Uh, I did think the intro was a bit ridiculous, uh, but in a good way, but also kind of in a bad way because of the terrible jo- or some of the terrible jokes. But I just liked how uh, silly and goofy and like li- I say lighthearted it was, even though people are getting murdered. But uh, yeah, because then in, in the first like five or ten minutes, you have one of the hardest things for me to watch and you to watch is when someone grabs a knife. Oh God, why do you have to remind me? Machete blade. And then, you know, yanks back on it. It is, Oh, I don't know why that is the toughest thing. One of the toughest things for me to watch, but fucking God. Which was funny because you were trying to type a note in about the movie and I was like, Oh God, no. And you're like, what? Yeah. And then you looked up and the, the shot had cut away and then it cut back and you're like, Oh God, no. I was like, no God, no, I don't want to see it. So yeah, you get that in like within the first five or so minutes. And then you get that really cool decapitation where the head spins off the body, but the camera, the camera does it like that's, that's really cool. I was like, Oh cool. So the intro was a bit ridiculous, but fun. And uh, I definitely have to say that Farva's or I say Farva, his name's Kevin Heffernan. Uh, his hair was absolutely ridiculous because he had like this. You, if you know who Kevin Heffernan is, it's short hair, you know, kind of spy. It's like a, literally like a cop haircut, like how yeah. he is in Super Troopers. And he usually has short hair, but he's got this long hair that is 
clearly a wig and it looks god awful. And same thing with you know Jay Chandrasekhar's hair. It, you know it's a wig, but his at least looks a bit more presentable. I was also really confused because at first I thought he was playing like a Rasta guy, but then he spoke and I was like, "You're British, okay, all right." I was like, "I didn't, I didn't, wasn't sure what he was going for for a while." Yeah, I don't know. Um, but both of their hairs, hairs, hair was, and even fucking um, uh, Bill Paxton's hair was ridiculous as well. He had that long, just yeah, like just like ratty, ratty hair, kind, yeah, ratty <laughs> kind of ridiculous looking hair. And I'll go ahead and say on the record that this is by far my favorite Bill Paxton performance ever because it is so just ridiculous and over the top and he has so much fun with it. From like, you know, like an Oscar standpoint, no, of course not. I'd rather, you know, Twister or something other than this. It's just so much fun to watch him be like this weird goofball with a guitar running around an island uh, after like and murderers are after him. Like it, it was just like this is so ridiculous. Well, and the whole bit where um the girl like drunkenly asks for him to play Margaritaville and she's like, oh, "Play yeah. Margaritaville. I love that song." And he's like, "I think you mean Pina Colada Berg." Yeah, and Pina she's Colada like, "No, Berg. I mean Margaritaville. I love Pina it." Pina Colada Berg. And he's like, <laughs> I think what you meant to say was Pina Colada Berg, the song that I wrote six years before that son of a bitch ever wrote Margaritaville. And you're just like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, because, uh, you know, again, they're clearly doing a whole Jimmy Buffett kind of, par- not really rip off, just like parody kind of thing. Which is actually super funny to do because um, when you think of Tropical Islands, who the hell else pops in your head? Um, it's like Margaritaville, man. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett, Bob Marley. That's that's it. That's all go. the people. Real quick. Wait for it. I mean, and I think that's Bill Paxton singing. It is him. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> so you have this whole, you know, Jimmy Buffett ripoff thing going on. There's, you'll probably say the trivia about that when we yeah. get down to trivia because it's actually really funny. And uh, it gets even better, too, because at one point there's that scene where they're listening to one of, um, uh, what's his name again? Um, Coconut Pete. Coconut Pete's songs. And uh, they start to put it together that the killer is killing people based off of Coconut Pete's song. And he's like, man, I don't even remember making that album. And it was just like this really funny scene where he couldn't remember shit. And they're trying to piece together how, oh, like, they're like, this person died by this and this. And they just keep going through the song. And they're like, all right, the next person's going to die like this. So it was kind of just a really kind of a fun moment. Definitely get scream vibes off of this movie just because it's a mass killer that you have no idea who it is. And they try to throw all these red herrings at you yeah. to confuse you. So it's funny, too, because, you know, Scream was 96. So this is eight years later. So it seemed it seemed weird to kind of still have that vibe going on. But you definitely get scream vibes off of this. Well, that's why I said that, like, the intro of the characters felt uh, gave yeah. me, like, faculty vibes. It, like, it has that... Um, it definitely doesn't the humor um definitely screams super troopers but the horror right. aspect uh does fall in line with a lot of movies around that time so i think it does still work um oh yeah like for we sure. said just some some of the jokes were super funny in there and uh ridiculous um but yeah some of them unfortunately i mean which i'm sure if i had watched super troopers recently i would also probably say the same thing and a lot of those uh raunchier comedies tend to have um rough jokes in there yeah that's true um and i really only notice 
I'd say the like the vast majority probably happened towards the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they seemed to kind of thin out. You know, as the movie went on, it just seemed to be more focused on the killer and just Bill Paxton being a like a Looney Tune. Um, but oh my, go back to my little notes where my notes go. So yeah, all that all that is just. It's just so silly and just, it's just so much fun. It was a little on the long side, you know, like hour 44 for a comedy horror. I, you know, honestly, cut off a few minutes. It probably would have like, because there were a couple, you know, there's some slow parts in that. It's almost two, it's like, you know, it's almost two hours. So, well, and I also think there were some moments where like um, they had uh, towards the end where like they kept defeating, thinking they defeated yeah. the bad guy. And then it, like, how many times is he going to totally make it through that? Like, how many times? Yeah. So there's a, sometimes, but you know, to be fair, there's plenty of movies that are like the bad guy seems to be super invincible for being like a normal person. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about some movies that, that it happens. Like, I mean, even kind of screen, there was some oh, moments yeah. where you're like, okay, how, how is that even possible? It's definitely a human being. Yeah. Which I, I do appreciate that. I think it is um, Scream 2. They they kind of make a reference to the fact that somehow, um, and even in Scream 4, like, and a few of them are like, and the son of a bitch always gets up one more time. Right. <laughs> and uh, I like that they poke fun of that. But yeah, it's definitely um, a niche for the genre. It's like, oh, the killer somehow unkillable despite them being a normal person and not at all superhuman well yeah because like uh halloween and friday the friday the 13th get away with that because they are really just these entities at this point they aren't you know they don't really humanize them because they're they don't you know you don't view them as a human it's just this super powered killing machine that always lives somehow um I mean, it makes sense with Jason because eventually, I mean, he comes back as essentially, I mean, he comes back as a zombie if you think about it. Once he yeah. gets brought back to life with the lightning, as a zombie Jason when you think about it. Yeah, Michael Myers is one of the ones where yeah. you're like, you're t- you're really just like uh, on the line there on right. the fence. Like, yeah, he really shouldn't be alive at this point. It's only the fact that he's wearing a mask and you don't really see him bleed. Yeah. Um, you just see him get injured that you're really able to suspend the belief enough that he should be dead because every time they're like, yeah, we definitely killed him. We tied dynamite to him and exploded him. <laughs> like, and then he just stands back up. You're like, I don't ha- but how. Like, but like, but how? It's, is the uh, jumpsuit made of Kevlar? Like what, what's happening? It's gotta be. Like, it's got to be made of Kevlar. And so is the mask. So is the mask. He can't breathe at all. Jesus. Um, but yeah, overall, it's definitely a silly, fun time. I would uh, I would own that and watch that again because we just rented it on Amazon. Uh, I do have a favorite line of this movie. Oh, God. And I don't even know what it means, but enjoy. At one point, some guy goes, you just shat in the one apple pie that knows how to shit back. <laughs> Fucking what? I don't. <laughs> who was stoned that day? Like who who let that line slip into the movie? I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but it was it was it was cracking me up the whole time. Well, it definitely uh, was the uh, the grizzled um, war veteran oh, saying that, yeah, it. So guy, it was one guy. of those weird lines. Like, um, is that what they used to say in your day? I don't know what the fuck. Like in uh, Tropic Thunder, when uh, what's his face, um, the guy that the whole movie's based on in Tropic Thunder starts saying these weird thing like mannerisms like that. Oh, yeah, and, that's and true. they're just like. What does that mean? Oh, that's a great movie. We need to rewatch that. Um, um, always. Always. So, yeah, that was my favorite line. I also do believe... I wrote this down. I thought this was in the movie that I picked. But at one point, does someone jump out of the water and grab somebody in a canoe? Was that was that Club Dread? Um, right? Uh, sort of, yes. 
Okay, well, if it was that movie, that was definitely a nod to Friday the 13th for sure, which I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and my favorite uh, specific horror moment was, uh, I'm not going to say when it is, but somebody gets split in two in that movie, and that was awesome. Really, my favorite horror moment is the you know the the machete hand, but it pains me to think about. So I just go Stop with this. Stop bringing it up. I'll just go with the split in two. There was actually a lot of pretty wacky and fun kills in this movie. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was definitely some good horror. Um, they they did a good job with their kills. Um, yeah. they they didn't use a lot. They didn't use any really special effects. I was, was going to say. Pra- I think it was all practical. I was going to say. I don't think they used any sort of. Thinking about it now, yeah, I don't think any sort of CG was used. I think it was all practical effects, except for that one dream sequence. Well, yeah, I mean. I'm, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure every kill was practical. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Which is always nice. I think that also uh, adds to the quality because yeah, CGI deaths, uh, end up aging rough. Well, yeah. I mean, especially in like late nineties, early two thousands, you know, like I love the faculty, like we just mentioned, but you know that, that at one point, at some point the monster does look a bit silly because it's from 1998. So it's like, yeah, cause there's some CG and then like the little, uh, parasites in the fish tank too. Like, you know. Some of it looks kind of silly, but uh, yeah, that's why I like Not it. Not bad for the time, but... No, yeah, exactly. Not bad for the time, but yeah, the, sometimes those movies around that area kind of suffer from that uh, the bad CG kills when everything else, you know, and especially there's there's some movies that like everything's been practical and then there's that one CG kill and you're like, if you could have just done that practical, it would have it like made the whole movie so much better. You'd think, well, but, uh, you know, sometimes people get too excited about using the technology, so... Well, yeah, they get too excited about it. It is cheaper, it's quicker, you know, like... So I understand the uh, appeal of it, but nothing's better than a good practical kill because it, you know, just looks more real. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just uh, said the body count. Yep, okay. Yep, all right, I think that's all I had to say. I think that's it. Yeah. This was definitely one of the shorter movies. Pina Colada Berg. Like like we said, we liked the movie, but this one wasn't super plot heavy. It was pretty simple on the plot, so it makes it hard to talk about it without like giving a lot of detail because you're either going to talk about it in a broad sense or I'm going to have to tell you every single shot of this movie um, plot-wise. Just like I'm about to do with my movie. Uh, oh, I, I, I forgot to say that one chick from uh, Joe Dirt is in here who played Brandy. I'm surprised she wasn't in like the top build what the hell oh i thought that was stacy that's my bad yeah the girl who played brandy was in uh it's always sunny and um white chicks oh yeah Brittany daniel there we go yeah sorry that's my bad lena lyons was not i i got actresses mixed up yeah i was gonna say i was like it was yeah i was like i was like she was in oh we were almost the same birthday which is weird because she's like in the majority of the movie yeah that's weird she's she's way down there but who the uh, hell was stacy stacy was the lady that you said, Elena Lyon, she was in six. Give me a face. In, I showed you her. This lady. Oh, she was in the opening. Oh, well, that's dumb. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, oh, it must be her because. No, Brittany Daniel. Yeah, yeah okay, Brittany so... Daniel should have been at the top credit. She was the f- yeah. main actress. One, two, three, four, five, they must six, have done seven, it in order of eight, appearance. Eight, Sometimes 11. they do that and screw with you. Oh, okay. I yeah. love that because like. For instance, I was looking up a movie today. This is an order of appearance. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Oh, my God. Okay. Typically, they don't do that on IMDb, though. Typically. Well, um, I've seen that before because, like, I, I was looking for a movie today, happened to see that there was a sequel to a TV miniseries that I had watched. Sam Neill plays the title character. He's, like, 30th down the list because they did it in order of appearance. Weird. Yeah. And I know sometimes they go by, typically, they go by top build, and that's why the, you know... Typically, top-billed people are, are the main stars. 
So usually that's why they're up front. Okay, so they just, yeah. Oh, you can actually sort it. Oh, shit. Oh. We learn something new every day. Okay, that's my bad. I fucked up on the, okay. I was wondering where all the, like, the stars were. I'm like, where are they? Yeah, they did it. Okay, that's a dumb one. That's so stupid. It happens. I mean, we did recently figure out uh, IMDb has all these little extra things that Yeah, that you don't, don't realize. Click. Yeah, okay. like, we just figured out we could search directors by genre so we could Yeah, start... and, and I was like, holy shit, okay. That's a time saver. Yeah, okay, Brittany Daniel. Okay, and then Jordan, Jordan Ladd was Penelope. Oh, she was in Death Proof as Shanna. Huh, nice. Um, but yeah, Brittany Daniel was in this and she's always nice, nice to watch because like, she's not in much. Like I just, I like her on screen, but she's really not in like a whole, I mean, I'm sure she's in, she's obviously in stuff, but she's just not in the stuff I'm typically watching unless it's Joe dirt or it's always sunny. Yeah. She's only done 32 things, 32 yeah. credits, which well, is a shame. Cause I, like I said, I really enjoy watching her, uh, watching her act. Yeah. So, um, all right. Yep. Yeah, I fucked up. That's my bad. As we grow, the podcast grows. As with we us. mature, the, the podcast, podcast matures, matures with, with us. us. Yeah. All right, All right. So trivia. Trivia. Okay. There's, there's not much shit. There's not much. <laughs> We're gonna talk more about the second films. What's gonna happen? Yeah, uh, so fine. the trivia for this film: Broken Lizard screened the film for Jimmy Buffett, who was so amused that he requested permission to sing some of the film's original songs on one of his live tours. Which I think is the ultimate compliment for yeah. uh, riffing on somebody. Because it could go, you know, it could go legitimately either way. He could have been like, "Well, I don't appreciate this. I know it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, sarcasm or whatever." But like, I don't like that. But the fact that he was like, um, "So let me play Pina Colada Berg. Is that okay? Like, cool." You guys want to hear Margaritaville? Well, how about Pina, Pina Colada Berg? Yeah, that's awesome. So that's uh, definitely a uh, kudos to uh, Broken Lizard because they got Jimmy Buffett on their side. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the outfit that Stacy Elena Lyons wears in the first scenes mirrors the camp counselor uniform in the original Friday the 13th, which also includes an unknown killer using a knife on their victims. Bum, bum. What? That's crazy. Yeah, cray cray. Yeah. Um, so this one had a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb and a 2.7 on Letterboxd. That sounds about right. I give it a three. It would have gotten a, th- a three and a half if it hadn't been for those poor, just poor jokes. Yeah, that, that I they agree didn't, with that. they didn't know would be, you know, age. You know, you know what I mean. Like you can't predict the future, so I understand. Hey, if you could predict the future, you think um, Mickey Rooney would have played an Asian man in Breakfast at Tiffany's, or the guy who played fucking Rainbird and uh the guy who played Patton who ended up playing yeah the white guy yeah do you think any <laughs> white actor would have intentionally played another an actor of another race actually you know what that still happens a lot today I was gonna yeah like this is still going on it's not okay okay but I think Mickey Rooney would not have played an Asian man in Breakfast at Tiffany's I mean yeah I, yeah especially a heavy stereotyped one See, and that and that's the problem when you know, Hollywood whitewash whitewashes things is that they don't just, just they just they go overboard with it. So not only are you not using a person of color, you are use you are like almost mocking them at this point. Like, can we just please stop that? It's not hard. Roll it back. There on are that. so many people on planet Earth. Find someone of the correct um, race or disability please. that you need. Find someone who matches the role. Yeah, seriously. I, I just don't I don't get it. I don't understand. That's why when I see, you know, like a person of color playing like something that was like a white person in a book or, you know what I mean? Like, like I've seen that recently where, um, like, um, in, um, the stand, what's his face was, uh, African-American. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Yes. 
Yeah, we, diversifying the cast. We need more of that. Which is that funny. energy is what I like. Because <laughs> that's part of why I like that. Um, I know Bridgerton is like definitely like watching a romance novel on on TV. Yeah. But um, yep, yep, yep. I also like that they took a time period. It's fictional, so they were like, we can diversify the cast because it's fictional. There's no reason to make everybody white. Yeah. And then they addressed it. It's and like, I was like, that's a positive step. Yeah, weirdly enough, white people are not the only type of people. It's weird, I know. Who, who, Wacky. Who would have thought? Um, all right. I spelled <laughs> documentaries, not documentaries. Wow. <laughs> it's actually documentary porn on men. Wow. Men. Okay. So the movie I picked is a movie, a little movie you may or may not have heard of, called The Burning from 1981. Oh, it's, it's going to get weird. We weren't alive. It's going to get weird. All right, uh, rated R with a runtime of an hour and 31 minutes. Listed straight up as a horror. Nothing else. Released on May 8th, 1981. Directed by a man named Tony Malum, who really hasn't done anything else besides documentaries. It's a really niche uh, corner of the documentary it's just market. documentaries on men. No, yeah, he really, I was looking, I think he's got like 12 or 13 credits or something like that. Just documentary, documentary. And I'm like... Interesting. You did one of my favorite '80s movies, and then you're like, that, "That's it. That's it. Bye." Like, all right, okay, cool. This movie stars Brian Matthews as Todd. He has a whopping 12 acting credits and has not done much else, so he did it. Uh, Leah Ares, Ares, Ares. Uh, she plays Michelle. She was also in a movie called Bloodsport as Janice. Then we have Brian Backer as Alfred. He was in Fast Fast Times at Ridgemont High as Mark Rat Ratner. Yep. Larry Joshua as Glazer. He was also in Spider Man as the wrestling promoter. Fun fact: the guy that gives Tobey Maguire like a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's like I said, five hundred for five minutes. You pinned him in two. So there, I give you that, and yeah. you're lucky to get that. All right. Or whatever. I probably misquoted that whole entire thing. Uh, then we have a very, very young Jason Alexander. This is actually his first movie credit. Actually, I think first credit overall. Yes, this is his first credit. He plays Dave. And if you know the name, if you don't know the name Jason Alexander, you might know him as George Costanza in Seinfeld. Tiny show ran for about nine years. May have heard of it. Oh, sweet God. We know you love Seinfeld. I don't think I've ever mentioned that well, on good this show. Heads up, everybody. He loves Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. Like a lot. It's so good. Oh, and it God. just it just went off streaming on Hulu, and it's not going to be to Netflix till like September. Oh, no. If only there were other TV shows. No, I know. There are. But, but okay, but Seinfeld and, <laughs> and The Office are both not streaming. I own them both on DVD, but so much fucking work. It's so much work. You'll survive it. I know. It's just very sad. I don't have a comfort show to put on. It makes me cry. Um, so yeah, George Costanza from Seinfeld. And then we have Lou David as Cropsy, the bad guy. He has a whopping 10 credits. This being his third to last movie. So again, it's just, it happens a lot in the 80s when you've got these people that are in this movie and it's like, that was it. That They did it. That was fun that one time. Cool. Uh, this movie cost $1.5 million, and that, that sounds about right um, with how much, you know, how much practical shit was going on in here. No info on how much it grossed. This may have been straight to DVD or, or straight to VHS. I don't know. Straight to Laserdisc, maybe. I don't, I don't know. The world may never know. In 1981, I, yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, movies that came out around the same time, and I got to say, again, going to the theater and seeing these movies up on the marquee, 
fucking what. The Howling, Friday the 13th, Part 2, Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams, and Final Exam. It's a good fucking list of movies right there. It's a short list. Well, yeah, but I mean, those are all those are all fucking bangers. All four of them. Mm-hmm. Three of them being horror movies, so. Uh, the body count in this, if my calculations are correct, were 11 sad departed souls from this earth. Ooh, excuse me. And my, let me see. Do I have, oh yeah, my specific horror moment were the shears to the throat of the douchey guy. And he just like backs him all the way up to the tree. And I was like, oh, bitch. Ooh, that's not going to feel good. That's fair. <laughs> I thought you were thinking. Um, mm, ee, I mean, ooh, the ooh. one of the characters gets pinned to the wall with a pair with the um, gardening shear. So oh, yeah. like his arms there. So you'd have to pull it out while like, like shoving your arm into it. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah, good times. A lot of good uh, gore in this. So uh, let me take you back to 1981 because we start out at Blackfoot camp or some camp Blackfoot. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. Stop it. Wrong, wrong camp. Stop it. Uh, these boys are making this pl- uh, this plan to scare the shit out of an- another camper named Cropsy, which, I mean, do your parents just absolutely hate you? Because WTF. Absolutely, they do. Ob- obviously. The plan was... See, now, this is what I don't understand, because the plan was to, I guess, take th- this... Was that a real skull? I mean, it was definitely a real skull. It looks like a real skull that they put two little candles in the eye sockets, and I guess that was the prank, you know, to wake him up because he's sleeping. So they go in his room, they put this thing down there, they light it, and uh, what you, you know, and also when they're going into the little, you know, cabin, there's like gas cans, wine bottles, liquor bottles, and you're like, I see where this is going. Uh, if it's, you, a, if, it's a cabin only made of uh, <laughs> tinder and um, accelerants. Exactly. And if you couldn't guess from the name, the burning, they get into it really quick. So they light this thing. They, you know, the kid goes outside. And they start tapping on the windows. Cropsy wakes up, sees the skull that's partially lit on fire, freaks the fuck out, sets the whole damn cabin on fire. Runs out to the lake and jumps in, and jumps in the lake. And then you, you obviously you're like, okay, I guess he's dead. I don't, I don't know. But then we cut to one week later and we're at a hospital where this new doctor is talking to a coworker of his and the coworker mentions Cropsy and how burnt he is. He's like, dude, you got to come check this out. I'm like, no, this isn't, this isn't a sideshow attraction where yeah, that's what we were talking the bearded about. lady's going to pop out and you're like, holy shit, that lady has a beard. Like, not cool, yeah, dude. Because he's literally standing next to his bed like, you got to check this out. You've never seen something this disgusting and horrifying. Like, I guess bedside manner is just not a thing in 1981 because <laughs> holy shit. Also, like, you guys are the doctors. Like, you used to be so much more professional than that. So the guy's like, no, dude, I'm good. But he kind of saunters over there. But before he can get over there, uh, Cropsy has grabbed the uh, employee who's already worked there. He doesn't kill also him. Also known as the token black guy in the film because it's just him and that's it. Oh, my God. You're right. Again, see, again, there's a bunch of white people in this fucking movie. There are only white people in 1981. <laughs> they didn't invent black people till 1984. Wow. Probably. 1984. What the you're so weird. Um, so, yeah, Cropsy grabs dude's arm, and then it doesn't kill him. It just kind of fades out. And um, then we get the title sequence, and it's you know, in its 80s glory of just the most killer synthesizers 
it's a good time. Um, then we cut to five years later and we're at the same hospital. Cropsy's being like wheeled out of the hospital. Um, and we get all these kind of funny audio clips that pretty much ex- describe what's going on. Like, you'll never look the same again. Oh, getting back into society is really going to suck. Oh boy, this and that. So you get all these funny little audio clips. You're a monster. Yeah, essentially. And uh, then he, you know, gets out of the hospital. And I guess for some reason, Cropsy is like, you know what I want to do? I'm going to go pick up a hooker. Because he goes to pick up a lady of the night who I guess doesn't see his face until it's... It is night and raining, so... Okay, well, he's, you know... he's wearing a hat. Cropsy's got this, like, hat on that's kind of tilted down. He's in, like, a trench coat. He's got gloves, which I don't know where he got all that from because he went into the hospital with none of that. So, don't know how he got that. I guess he just stole it. It probably comes in the You're a Monster What's Next kit. (laughs) Why did I drink? (coughs) Why did I drink? I knew you were going to say something funny. <laughs> okay. That was really funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, they go back to her place and uh once she sees his face, she's you know, like, oh get out of here, you monster. And then he just he just straight up kills her for reasons I, I'm not entirely sure of. She did call him a monster. <laughs> so that happens, and then we cut to a camp. This is a new camp, it's called Camp Stonewater. Really awesome names. And a bunch of kids are playing baseball. Introduce uh, young Jason Alexander, who actually has hair in this. A full head of hair. Full head of hair. And uh, they're playing baseball. Someone hits a zinger out into the woods. And then one of the chicks, I think. Tiger. Name, yeah, Tiger. Fucking, the mushroom haircut. Oh, the worst haircut ever. Poor child. She goes to get it. Can't seem to find it. Almost gets massacred by Cropsy. But she does find the ball in time and gets back out there. So I was like, ah, oh, so close. Uh, then the next day, Alfred, one of the main uh, one of the main guys in here, he gets caught trying to uh, what he says scare a girl in the shower, which uh, I don't understand how that's a funny or b appropriate. It's just kind of rude. Yeah. So he goes in there to, yeah, like I said, quote unquote, scare her, and then uh, one of the guys, I think it's Todd, he's like the or who's the who's like the. The, the older camp counselor. Is that Todd? I thought it was Todd. Okay, I think it's Todd. I'll so double he, check real quick. He takes, you know, he he takes Alfred, and of course, some of the other girls are yelling at Alfred, so he's like, okay, I'll straighten them out. And then while Todd and Alfred are talking, you know, Alfred's just going on about this and that. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I really just don't have a lot of friends. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe if you weren't such a fucking creep, you might have more friends. Scaring girls in the shower, great way to not make friends. It was Todd. 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and he's like, like oh, fuck, I was dude? just trying to scare her because nothing terrified. You know, there's trying to scare someone and then there's going to freak someone out while they are completely nude and exposed in a shower. That's how people go to jail. I also should mention that these showers are... They're like outside, but you know, they're, they're, it's like, it's like wooden fencing. And then you have like a little curtain just so people can get, if they haven't seen this, an idea in their head. It's not like it was like a, a shower, like, you know, like carry where it's like a locker room. It was like kind of open outdoor showers that are pretty much e- like easily accessible. That's why he was able to just get in and there. And it was so early in the morning and when no one else was up. Yeah. And like, how are you planning on scaring her? She's naked right now. All you're doing is a crime. Yeah. Making her very. Even more vulnerable, like it's don't don't. You're do a prowler, dude. It's and now creepy. after this, this kind of starts a feud with uh, Glazer and Alfred because Glazer said it as like that's my girl, but it's not his girl because they're he's not dating anybody. But he said something like that, like stay away from my girl, and I was like, I don't think that 
that's your girl. Yeah, there's a really weird uh, back and forth between uh, Glazer, Glazer and, and Alfred, Alfred because yeah. Glazer literally picks any opportunity, like literally, Alfred could be totally uninvolved and be like, it was Alfred. Alfred did it. Alfred's a creep. Alfred's creepy and gross. Like, what the hell? But then, like, Alfred, on the other hand, keeps doing creepy stuff. And you're like, um, I don't want to say you're asking for it, but you also <laughs> aren't not asking for it. So. so, yeah. So, Glazer and Alfred have this weird feud going on. And uh, that night, we get some pretty cool, like, killer POV um, shots of Cropsey. Outside one of the cabins. He's like not decide he like he he hasn't attacked yet though. It's like he's just looming on the outskirts of the camp, like waiting for his perfect moment to just swoop in and, and just stab somebody with these huge gardening shears. So hasn't killed anybody yet, at least at this camp. Um and then we see the boys going to the mess hall for some grub, and then one of them goes back. I think that was Woodstock or whatever his fucking name is. Fucking dumbest name yeah, in this Woodstock. movie. We're Snoopy. That's, uh, Fisher, what's his face? Yeah. The guy from Short Oh, yeah. Circuit. So he goes back to grab something. I think it was like vitamin E or something like that. And uh, we see someone following him and they come into the cabin. You're like, oh, here we go. Here's the first kill. And it's just Todd or one of the camp counselors who scares him half to death. And this is the point where we looked at each other like, okay, how many fake outs we going to get here? Like, this is like the third or fourth fake out of almost getting a kill because there's a pretty decent amount of time in between the lady that he kills in the beginning yeah. and his first kill at camp. There's actually a pretty decent amount of time. And I think that I know, I know why they did that. It, it was purposefully to build suspense. I understand that the method, um, but, but also it, there was a lot of uh, build yeah. up for actual there, yeah. murder. Like how many fake outs are we going to get here? Cause yeah. we had had uh, at least two or three by that yeah, point. Yeah. Three. Oh yeah. We'd had three. Yeah. So at this point you're like, all right, well let's get into this. So, um, then uh, around the campfire that night after they've all had, at least I think it was that night. I, I wasn't sure. Or no, no, no. That's the same night. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, one of the camp counselors is talking about black, like uh, camp Blackfoot and about Cropsey and how it burnt down and all that stuff. So I think at this point they think this is an urban legend because that, that's the vibe I got at least. Like it's one of those things that was talked about for so long, you know, it's cause it's been five years since it actually happened. So I think at this point it's like this urban legend kind of folklore tale that they don't understand is actually about to come true you know, in the next, in the next preceding day or so. Um, this is when I was unsure if it was the same night because pretty much the next scene is Karen and Eddie going out to go swimming. Go, go ahead. This is, um, after they took a group of them to go, um, on their canoe trip. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Cause this is when they, um, it is the same night because it's the first night they're there. It's a three day canoe trip. And the first night they're when they're all, um, stopped for their first night, is where they talk around the fire. And even though the lighting shifts aggressively, yeah. it is the same night that they go off on their own. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, because a couple of the like the older kids, they go on this like canoe trip while the other people stay at camp. It's like five canoes worth of people. Yeah, something like that. So I guess this is the same night because Karen and Eddie, they go skinny dipping. And Eddie is like super hardcore trying to get into Karen's pants. It's very obvious. Being very aggressive. And when I tell you who produced and uh, wrote this movie... It's going to not make it much easier to watch. Yeah, there were a couple moments after we saw, like, as soon as it started and we saw who the producer was and we were yeah. like, like, it oh made boy. The, uh, a few of the scenes with the um, guys getting super aggressive and forceful on the girls, just like, not that, so yeah. much worse because so you're like, ooh, I wonder whose idea that was. Yeah, so... He's like, you know, hardcore trying to get at her. And she's very, very resistant as any girl should be with a guy like that. 
Especially one that used the, she's like, I know you've been with a lot of girls and you say that, and I don't just want to be, she literally says, I don't want to be another statistic. And he pulls that whole, if it just feels right, then why not do it? Bullshit guys pull um, (laughs) in order to get into a girl's pants. Playing on hormones. I've always just been like, hi, I'm Austin. You probably won't like me. And if you do, okay, that's cool. (laughs) And that worked for me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the least aggressive person when it comes to dating. I'm like, I just want you to like me. You have a rare quality. It's called respecting women um, where you feel like a woman has a choice. And if she's not comfortable, it's not cool. And they're not objects and they're equal to everyone else. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're not um, things to be collected. We're, We're people. I mean, now that we're married, though, you are legally my property. That's true. You gave my father much gold. I did. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing. Anyways, anyways, back to the skinny dipping. Uh, because, uh, yeah, so Eddie just like goes fucking full commando or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. He just just that's, strips in front of her. Skinny dipping. Skin, yeah. So he he jumps in and Karen's like, meh, I don't. Uh, meh. But then she gets naked, too, and jumps in. And then this is when he really forces himself on her and she's like dude i said i don't want to but i mean okay you did just get naked and jump in there and then also go straight to hug him so you you're kind of given a weird vibe if you don't want to do that maybe just stay like i'm not saying what he did but obviously him forcing himself is not the way to go but you know when a guy is already trying to come on to you and then you get naked and jump in i mean that's gonna he's he that person in his mind is gonna think that's the, the green light which is not yeah, but so <laughs> which saying. brings up an interesting point because consent is always um, important, and um, so yes, if she were smarter, she would have known that skinny dipping with him was a ploy. She had already figured out that him saying crap about if it feels right was a ploy. Um, so she should not have gone swimming with him, but he did also state to her that all we're going to do is swim and it's going to be fine. I'm just taking a quick dip. So if you want to join me, it's cool. So he did definitely um, uh, present the situation differently to her. Oh, yeah, I know. So it's just a very creepy situation where he presented to her a situation and... Um, well, she should have been more protective over herself. She did get misled into being into that situation. And um, the first time she said, no, I thought we were swimming. He really should have stopped. Well, but he was such a douche anyway. It was not surprising. That's what I was. That's what I was going to get at. Like the second she said, no, I don't want to. That's when you you should be like, OK, I'm sorry. Then he kept going. And it's like, that's 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 the issue right there. When someone says I don't and they're like, I heard do. I don't know. Like what? Like that's. No, nope. well, that's creepy nope. and disgusting. That's 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 horrid. So and that's not the only time that happens in this film. Yeah, it happens again. You're like, okay, once was more than enough. Uh, actually, it was one too many times. So, um, but yeah, so she bails after that because that's not cool. Um, and and it's so disgusting how mad he got at her too. He had this like just fucking terrible scowl on his face, like, oh, you bitch. It's like, dude. Oh yeah, and he's do like, do you not see the own like you're you're the cause? It's you. You're a monster. Yeah, and <laughs> he's like, it. fuck you. And then like, even later, he doesn't even care what happens nope. to her after she gets out of the water. He just goes back and goes to sleep. Like, wow, you are a 
true dumpster person. Yeah. So sadly for her, after she bails, uh, she goes to the shore and notices her clothes are gone and then starts finding them one by one, you know, strewn through the trap. Or no, this is actually the woods. I was going to say tropical foliage, but we're on the different movie now. We're actually in the woods. We're actually in the woods. And uh, unfortunately, it leads her to Cropsy and then she gets murdered. And I, and I was like, God damn it. Why couldn't he have stormed out of the water and got murdered? Like, if anyone's deserving, it's a fucking Eddie fucking prick. So I didn't like that. I wish it was reversed. But again, once you once we tell you who wrote and produced this movie, you're going to be like, that tracks. Yeah, because I so. I actually felt really bad for her character. Because yeah. most like horror movies, you're like, ah, they're they're dead, whatever. But they're like, stupid kids. First you know. off. She was um, tricked, attemptively assaulted, right. and then her clothes then. were stolen. So she's distraught and wandering <laughs> nude through the woods, uh, at night. cold <laughs> and alone, and completely like exposed and unprotected. And then and she then gets she murdered. D- yeah. You're like, damn. damn do like, we just hate her for some reason? Oh, or fuck. I mean, her name is Karen. That yeah, that definitely warrants it, right no, there. No, I was joking. The whole Karen. I, I oh know. my god. Anyway, so he uh, hated her. Apparently. So, uh, yeah, the next day, the group of kids that left camp for a three-day canoe trip can't seem to find their canoes. Or Karen. <laughs> or Karen. And this is this is probably, like, one of the funniest, like, it's not obviously not a comedy, but I laughed out loud because someone jokingly was like, yeah, we'll just make a raft if we can't find the canoes. And they can't find the canoes. Next fucking scene is them, like, making this Gilligan's Island raft to get off this fucking little island that they have. And I was like, where did, okay. That's a well, that's too well put together for you guys who just found this shit in the woods. So I thought that was hilarious when they actually start building a raft. And um, so there's like, you know, a group of them get on this raft and there's all paddling going probably 0.7 miles an hour. Uh, it's very slow because they have this wide shot where they're paddling and you're like, you're not going anywhere. Oh, my God. So they go back to, you know, try to find the canoes and stuff like that. And uh, they actually end up coming across one. They're like, oh, that's our that's our canoe. And one kid's like, no, it's not. It's like, it, what other canoe is going to be out Whose here? Whose canoe is it? So they find one canoe. And as soon as they find that canoe, fucking Cropsy pops up and murders the shit out of all six of them. You're like, oh, okay, here we go. I guess this is where we're stepping up the horror. Um, I'll leave it there just because, you know, I'll leave you on the cliffhanger of, okay, people at camp are expecting these people to be coming back today. People that are not at camp, what you know, that had their friends leave to go find the canoes. They don't know that everyone's died, so it's a whole thing of like, okay, well, who's gonna find out first, and how do they get to the end of this? So, not to um, mention, they assume Karen took one of the canoes and went back. They, they just assume it was her, and then she accidentally released the other canoes when she was trying to leave, because someone told her that if it was too much, she could uh, go back on her own. Yeah, which is kind of rude, because like. There was enough canoes for the right amount of people, so she just ditched two people. Fuck you guys, I'm leaving. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'll leave it. It is uh, is a wacky uh, slice of 80s awesomeness I, I quite enjoy. Um, let me, what else was I going to say? Okay, let me go down here. All right. Is there anything that you care to, to, to comment on besides all the stuff you, we've already said? Oh, um. Thoughts, I, feelings, I mean, vibes. It will kind of come up in the trivia about okay. the uh, the way Cropsy looks in the film. But if you remember the picture uh, that kind of floated around the internet where someone was talking about their burned dog and they were mm-hmm. like, that's just baloney on their face. Jesus. That's what he reminded me of. There's just like the baloney draped across the dog's face. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you only see his face one time and it's, you know, it's at the end. Because I, I, I was wondering... 
as I was like, I asked you, I said, have we seen his face yet? And you're like, no. I'm like, I wonder if, I can't remember because I, I know I'd seen this once before. We watched it um, a couple days ago. But uh, I was like, oh, yep, there it is. Finally, he shows his face. And uh, the ending is actually a pretty fucking solid ending as well. Um, but let's get on to the trivia for this movie. Uh, Tom Savini actually turned down Friday the 13th Part 2 to work on this. So um, another reason to love this movie even more than I already do is the fact that Tom Savini did all these special effects. That's why this movie looked as good as it did with the with the, you know all the fucking brutal murders. So props to Tom Savini. Man is a god. And uh, he actually was not, uh, Tom Savini was not too particularly happy with how Cropsey's burn makeup turned out because he was only given, I know, only given three days to work on it. So that's why it suffered. And that's probably why it wasn't shown a lot. I guess I know what you're, t- God, Him you dork. So uh, yeah, he did work on this movie, but he was not very, uh, very happy with the burn makeup. So. Sorry, Tom Savini. Um, concept of the uh, the concept of the film, originally scripted as the Cropsey Maniac, much prefer the burning, is based on a campfire story told at summer camps in and around New Jersey and upstate New York. The story is still in circulation and is also the basis for the documentary Cropsey 2009, which is a great documentary, though this film is not referenced in the documentary. Fucking rude. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I think the important lesson to learn here is that no one should go to camp in New Jersey or upstate New York. Yeah. It's just not a good time. Um, a lot of murders happening. A lot of murders. Go to camp in uh, Florida. Um, Carolinas. Carolinas are nice. Um, I hear California is also nice. Not New Jersey or New York. We can't say it enough. Yeah. Just don't go there. Murder. Murder, murder, murder. Let's all get wasted. Uh, to create Cropsey's distorted POV shots, the cinema- cinematographer rubbed Vaseline on the outside edges of the camera lens because even when you when you were watching, we were watching the movie, I was like, yeah, that's Vaseline. And you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it just looks kind of uh, kind of like greasy, out of focus. So that's how they did that, which is great because I'm sure those cameras probably cost you know, a few thousand apiece. Hey, rub some Vaseline all over that. Done. Um, wardrobe of the film is mostly the actual wardrobe of the cast, which tracks, I mean... It was the 80s. They were all killing it. Yeah. So uh, there was actually rarely ever a costume person on set. And here is where it's going to make you sad, unfortunately. This is really the only I thing. I like the descriptor word in there doesn't belong. I'm just going to read it. So. Okay. Anyways, uh, this is the film that launched the careers of producers Harvey Weinstein and Bob Weinstein. Their, Thank you for your edit. Their mother, Miriam Weinstein, is also a pre-production assistant on the film. So really my biggest drawback from this movie is the fact that this is the movie that launched the Weinsteins into Hollywood. Like, hmm. And then that's why it's super apparent when you get those very kind of uh, rapey vibes, that tracks. Yeah, it kind of, it's really heard, hard to not... Al- like remember Harvey Weinstein produced this when also the super rapey vibes happened. It really made me upset because I, like I said, I'd seen this movie one time and I typically don't look at trivia for movies because you know, if we, if I ever do it for the show, I like to be kind of be like, Oh, that's cool. So when I was looking at the trivia this time, I was like, Oh man, I, I, I can't, I can't knock the movie I, I, I can't because I still like the movie, but like, I just don't like that they, it, if they were involved, all right, whatever, I guess. But this is the movie that like put them on the map. Fucking ugh, biggest drawback of this movie for me. Yeah. <sighs> Sad. 
Because, yeah, when you watch those, like, especially for me watching the second time knowing this, I was like, man, it does it does not make those scenes, not that they were good, obviously, but does it not make them any better at all? You're like, in fact, it makes it probably about three or four times worse. So that's unfortunate. Um, but on the upside, uh, this was Jason Alexander's very first acting credit, and he went on to, like, much bigger and better things, like Dunstan Checks In, great movie. That's what you're going with? I, I was, it was a joke. It was a jo- but, like, honestly, I do love Pretty that movie. Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, so, yeah, that's a positive. And then wasn't... This was someone else's. I could have sworn this Holly, was... Um, Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah, Holly Hunter. Or, Wait, ho- yeah. Holly Hunt? Helen Hunt. No, that's Helen okay. Hunt. Ho- Holly Hunter. Yeah. Um, and then mm-hmm. also uh, Fisher... What's his face? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fisher, Smith, Smith Winston, Wines... No, jeez, never mind. The guy from uh, Short Circuit. Fisher Stevens. Stevens. See, yeah. I know it started with an S. So yeah, um, this and again, this was also like the debut film produced by Harvey Weinstein. So unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, it's just so sad. Careers that could have afforded not to have been launched. Right, right. Like ser- you know, and what what kills me is the fact that if this didn't, if this just never happened, which one just sad, they probably never, never. I mean, honestly, they may have never launched like they did. Yep. So. I love you, Burning, but man, that's one drawback of this movie. Anyways, moving on to happier things. This has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I gave it a 3.5. Probably would have gotten a 4, but I nixed the half star there because of the whole Weinstein thing. So, Yeah, I gave it a 3 because okay. um, I would have given it a half star more, but there were too many um, guys trying to force themselves on girls or spying on them. There were too many, like creepy sexual things on there and especially the one scene we discussed it was just it was um a little too much for me there's there's like there's like four total because you have the two really long like interactions with them where two guys are you know and then you have alfred with trying to scare the girl in the shower and then him peeping on someone later and you're like i mean but honestly i'm not this is not me defending anything i'm just saying this that is a little bit more typical in 80s movies no i'm not saying it's not i'm saying like of but, what i've seen out of 80s yeah. movies it, and who's behind it it makes it worse it, like, yeah it does like, but that one specific scene was super too far because um, yeah it's just it's just too far man like yeah I, I mean if you're gonna put it in there i mean if it makes you happy put it in there but when you when you take it to a certain limit you're like all right now it's just it's yeah. just, there's just no point in this. Because so. I, I really thought we were two seconds from watching a girl get raped. And I was like, oh, no. So, I mean, hey, you know what? That is that is one good thing that never happened was there was actually, at least there was no rape. I mean. The sex in the film was consensual. Yes. At least there was And that. it wasn't between them. So there's Yeah, that. thank God. Um, good grief. So, yeah. Um, so, three, five, so, I guess, uh, what I mean, are you going to pick Club Dread over this one to recommend? Uh. I'd honestly tie them, so okay, you can, you can pick. All right, burning is the winner then. Boom! Yay! Yay! Even with all the terribleness behind it. Honestly, <laughs> both of them had their flaws, but I, exactly, they it's both not like either of them were terrible, but yeah. they both had their flaws. Both had their flaws. I just like some of the other positive things about yeah, this, like exactly. the Tom Savini, Jason Alexander, Holly Hunter. Like that stuff's all positive. There was so. still good stuff to enjoy about both of them. Yeah. So. um yeah, that's it. Boom. Summer fun. Summer vacation. Very on par for us since we're going on vacation. Let's play trivia. No. Oh, I got to reach way over this. I have so many movies in front of me right now. All right. <clears throat> I've won the last two times with you. You were supposed to shuffle the whole deck. Oh, shit. All right. We're going to get a question about the burning watch bet. All right. 
I'm going to shuffle these bad boys up so that, that way we all know. And we don't have that no weird thing. There's no foul where, play. And we don't have that weird thing where half of the questions are super oh, easy God. and half of them are super hard, but right, it only seems to be one-sided. Hopefully you can hear this. Yes. All right. We'll do a little... little Card little, shuffle little, ASMR. Little, little cutski right here. All right. All right. Shuffled. You want me to do one more? Shuffled. One more? No, no, that's okay. fine. All right. Shuffled. First question. The burning. Uh, all right. What is that? Oh, yeah. All right. So, oh, well, you go first because I won last time with you. I won the last You were reading the question. No, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> In what 1989 movie did Fred Gwynn tell his neighbor how he could make his son Gage live again? <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. If they didn't say Gage, it would have been so much. Well, not much. Not really. Sweet God. This 1982 film contained a scene where a young boy is dragged under his bed by his clown doll that comes to life. Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. What is the name of the demon clown who terrorizes children in Derry, Maine? <laughs> Pennywise. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what post-apocalyptic horror TV series is based on the comic book series created by Robert Kirkman? Robert Loggia. Can you ask that question without doing a voice? <laughs> what post-apocalyptic horror TV series is based on the comic book? Oh, The Walking Dead. Okay. Sorry, I had to think about that. R for Robert Loggia. What movie okay. contains a scene in which a father chases his son around a hedge maze with an axe? That's wrong. That's not the title. The Shining. What is it? What do you have all the damn Stephen King questions for? <laughs> See, I don't know how this works. It's fucking bullshit. All right, three to two. What 1988 film directed by Wes Craven centers around an anthropologist sent to Haiti to research voodoo? Oh shit. Yeah. That's oh, not I it. know the name of that movie too. It's so, a really long one. Uh, something with a rainbow. Yeah. Um, the serpent and the rainbow. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Oh my god, I did it. Oh man, we're almost out. Of, what are we gonna do when we run out? Is there like another horror game I can buy? Um, we're gonna we, have to. We could um, Make tell up. scary stories. We could read some scary stories. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh my god, nobody wants to sit through that. Fine, you um, jerk. What holiday-themed movie contained five interwoven stories that occur on the same block on the same night? Uh, what? What? Which part of that did you miss? There were five. What holiday-themed movie uh -huh. contained five interwoven stories that occur on the same block on the same night? Halloween? Trick or treat? You already guessed one. No, 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 no. I'm saying on Halloween night? What? You, said you get a different damn question. No, 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 no. Stop. Yeah. stop. No. Did you, you said say Halloween and then you no, said. No, I said like, I said like Halloween. Fine, yes, it's trick or treat. I said Halloween. Shooting like jackass. I, I said Halloween question mark like as in like on Halloween. So I thought. I, I, yeah, so, you can't do that. For some reason I thought you said Christmas. I'm sorry. I never said Christmas. I can't hear. I have, obviously I have terrible hearing. Didn't even say a holiday. You didn't? Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Did you not really say a Holiday. Sorry, I was thinking Christmas. <laughs> Which is a different word entirely, but here we are. Continue. I, oh, my God. I'm sorry. Do you want me to not have that one counted, or do you want to read me a different no, one? No, it's fine. Go right, ahead. Four to three. Are you sure? Yep. What is the name of the main character in Pitch Black who has surgically modified eyes that allow him to see in the dark? Riddick. 
Full name, please. I don't know his first fucking name. It's Riddick. It starts with an R. <laughs> it really does. Uh, Robert Loja. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know anything else. Richard B. Riddick. Dick Riddick. Wow. What? Can we can we talk about how, why Dick is the shorthand for Richard? Why not Rich? Okay, let's never forget that my parents' neighbor is Mr. Jack, and his real name is John. Oh, yeah, that's another weird thing, too. Like, John short for Jack. It's not even short. It's the same amount of letters. No idea. Fuck. Um, do I get any of that point? Because I, I know his name. I just didn't know his first name. Whatever. It's fine. Thank you. Mm. Psycho was the first ever American film to show what? Toilet flushing. It's just a toilet. I thought it was a toilet flushing. No, it's just a toilet. Oh, weird. Do you want to see if you could come back? Yeah. What is the name of the girl who's possessed in the movie The Exorcist? Reagan. Full name. I'm not giving you this one. I, wait, I don't know everybody's damn names. It's Reagan McReagan or Reagan. <laughs> Reagan McReagan. It is definitely Reagan McSomething, not Donald's. McFly. First of all, that's McFly, not Mac. Come on, Reagan Mac. 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 Clean. Jesus Christ. You're so stupid. I did it. That's five. I still won. And I feel like I won. No. It's almost as if you went second. I would have won. Do you want to play again? No. Okay. We have to go to Target. We do. We I have to buy stuff. Can we not go to Target? No. Let's not We go. don't have a choice. Why don't you go on the way back from your... To buy you... You want me to pick you out a swimsuit without you... Th that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, that does sound like a terrible idea. All right, fine. Ugh. Let's go shopping. All right, well... Tune in next week because uh, me and Spencer are going to be talking about whatever the hell we pretty much at this point. Um, I didn't want to miss a week, so we're going to talk about some movies that we've recently purchased, which are all here in front. I mean, this is like a couple of months worth of movies, but talk about <laughs> such an idiot. We're going to talk about some movies that we bought. We're going to talk about a double feature that we watched. Uh, stop doing that. <laughs> Let me th wrap up the show. Jeez, we're going to talk about two uh, new horror movies for 2021 that we watched um, uh, last weekend. We did a double feature of them. So it's just going to be a fun, uh, easygoing episode. Nothing too crazy. You don't have any movies to watch, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So tune back in for that. Um, follow us on Facebook at Frightmares, uh, Frightmares Podcast on uh, Instagram, Frightmares underscore pod on Twitter. We're on the Slasher app, which is like a uh, Facebook horror thing. And that is Frightmares Podcast. You can drop us a line at staystspookyatoutlook.com. I am Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are... Watson LMP90. Booyah. Check out what we're watching. You can get an idea of what we're going to be reviewing on the show. And I have nothing else to say. It's been a pleasure. Here's to another 100 episodes. I'm ready. And then we're done. And then that's it. Done. 200 and done. I feel like that's a good number. No, we're going to go for it. We're going to go forever. We're going to go forever and ever. All right. Well, until next week, guys, stay tuned on Stay Spooky. <laughs>